and welcome to Live the African Dream podcast. Today we have Agnes Eichlander. She's the co-founder and managing partner at First Circle Capital, a CVC fund investing in founders, building a more inclusive future in Africa with tech. In January of 2020, Agnes moved to Uganda from Austria to work with a tech company and then transition into VC. Agnes is passionate about solving hard problems in Africa and believes that the, the tech ecosystem in Africa is solving fundamental problems and not just offering incremental solutions. Agnes, it's so great to have you today on the podcast. Thank you so much, Denise, for having me. It's a pleasure. Definitely. Definitely. So, Agnes, I would love to just get started. Um, and, and, and actually, if you could just go ahead and give us a quick background about your journey as an entrepreneur. Yes, sure. I'm more than happy to. So I started out my career in a very conventional industry um, in textile manufacturing. I've been in the textile manufacturing business in Jordan, um, then went on to do the same thing in the Ukraine before I decided to venture into tech um, by first working with a data science company in Berlin. And then basically moving to Uganda and joining um, a company here before and then starting my own VC as I kind of like got into the local tech ecosystem. And then I saw all these opportunities, great entrepreneurs um, building fantastic companies. And I found myself uh, to acknowledge that there is a, a gap and a need for more financing. And that's basically that was for me the start of um, venture. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I guess we have known each other probably since the beginning of like me launching my VC fund and I've enjoyed uh, my journey with you. Like we've shared several deep flow together. We've had conversation about the ecosystem as a whole. But I think I, I, I am always curious and I think, you know, our audience might want to know like, why did you leave Austria and started to move to Africa? Like, what was the inspiration behind it? And why did you pick Uganda out of all the countries, the different countries? I mean, honestly, my answer is going to be super random. Like, a lot of things in life, I, don't, I believe are random. And I just happened, like, for me, emerging markets was always interesting. Like, that's why I was in Jordan and I was in the Ukraine. So, um... And I, I, I knew these cool developers from a, a media arts festival called Ars Electronica. And they were happened to be from Uganda. And I, I felt that they were super brilliant and smart. And basically, they intrigued me to go to Uganda. And that's, that's basically, that, that was basically it. Um, <laughs> and I mean, what I like about Uganda is not like those main markets where everyone is. And it kind of was a different perspective on what's happening outside um, uh, the main market for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious because a lot of people go to the big four, right? Like where a lot of, in, I would say, investors um, or enthusiasts when they think, okay, let's move, let me move to Africa to get involved in the tech ecosystem. We always think Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa, Egypt. Like I have several of my peers and even myself, right, as I'm thinking um, about transitioning um, in moving into the continent, I was like, well, is it Nigeria? Is it Ghana? Is it maybe a Francophone-speaking country? Or do I think and focus around the big four? So 
definitely um, trying to make it a strategic decision, but I see how you were just like, no, I'll just move to Uganda. I think for me, it was more about these guys being super brilliant and it just got me interested in what is happening there, you know? I hadn't really strategically thought about startup in Africa at that point yet. I mean, I first went to Uganda in 2019, like I did two trips there. Um, so basically that kind of like, that was me diving into it. And then I sort of like discovered, oh, wow, there's so much happening on the continent. I mean, I might relocate eventually, but for now I feel like Uganda is a good place to be because you also can move around quite quickly. Um, and I mean, Kenya is like an hour flight away, basically. So yeah, that's basically how I ended up in Uganda. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. And then, you know, you transitioned, you saw the tech ecosystem and then decided, oh, you know, the, the, the ecosystem is amazing. I'm going to launch a, a venture capital fund that invests in African tech companies. I really want you to, like, walk us through that journey. I mean, we've had this conversation. There are several, several of us wanting to launch, you know, either like wannabes or that have recently launched um, venture capital funds, and we all know it's not an easy decision to make, but it's also a very difficult um, task <laughs> to to undertake. So, just how did you get started with first first circle capital? You have some amazing portfolio companies. Um, if you could just tell us a little bit about the company, how you got started, and where you guys are at this point. Yeah, sure. I mean, for me, on a personal level, uh, I, 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 like, when I get an idea and I dive into something, I first go into some deep research. So I read all the books about VC that I could find online. Um, I talked to many people in venture. And then um, my friend Michael, he, he, he uh, runs a VC fund in Vienna. So I was, like, Michael, uh, talking to Michael about it. And he was, like, yeah, maybe you can, like, uh, look for a few days on how we are doing things here, um, just to get an idea of if, if, if you like the day-to-day of this business. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Like, let me do that and, and see how a VC firm runs. Um, and from there on, I just like started like really mapping out what is the kind of business models that I could be interested in. Um, for me, it was FinTech and health tech. Uh, I did the, a very comprehensive report on health tech uh, trying to talk to as many health tech founders as possible to just get an idea of how does the market look like. And that's the beauty about Africa. It's very, still very small, so you can very quickly talk to almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is basically how I started scoping out uh, my journey to building a fund. And um, alongside that, I met um, Selma. Uh, she's a super prolific uh, fintech investor, has a great track record. 10, more than 10 years in fintech and um, we got along super well so I was like well I have to I have to work with her like uh, I got very like inspired by by the person that she is and I kind of like um, for me to be working with somebody more experienced also will make us a more stronger fund mm-hmm. but I'm like aggressive and energetic and Selma has the experience and is also aggressive and energetic so um, that that kind of like uh, was the point where we decided 
uh, we want to try work together. So we started by out by just creating a portfolio for our fund, um, doing uh, different tickets, uh, like a lot of scout tickets because our warehousing budget was not infinite. Um, and then some full-fledged tickets in the companies where we saw uh, strongest potential. And um, that's basically how we wanted to go, like working together and understanding on how she views deals, how I view opportunities, building out a process around it. Um, yeah, just like creating this whole uh, uh, due diligence process and investment decision-making process, because in the end, that is what drives a VC firm. Like you need to understand how do I have my, build my funnel, um, what kind of opportunities go into that funnel and which are the ones that we ultimately um, end up investing. Um, yeah, and uh, I think that that uh, we, we really saw very much eye to eye and we're seeing very much eye to eye on these things. So that's mm -hmm. basically when we were like, okay, let's, uh, make this a uh, fund and, and uh, go into fundraising. And then we sort of like, after working together for a bit, um, we decided to uh, launch the official fundraise um, and we are now doing our first closing. Wow, okay. You made it sound super easy. You were just like, oh, you know, we had ideas, but like, it's a lot of work, right? It is a lot of work in the background from, you know, the preparation to the fundraising to, you know, like finding the deal flow, doing the due diligence um, and ultimately investing. Um, so you, you mentioned that you guys are doing the first close, but you do have you do have quite a good amount of portfolio companies already. Yeah, those are those were coming from the warehousing budget that, that we put up. Got it. Okay. Um, so there's like 17 investments and now we're going to just continue investing uh, with, with the first clause. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lot of work, as you know, <laughs> it's not for, it's, it's not for, it's not a, it's not a nine to five job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think if you had one advice for any emerging manager out there looking to launch an African-focused VC fund, what would you give them? Um, get on the ground and, and get going. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's the best advice. At the end of the day, there's no better way to learn than doing. Um, and uh, it is a hard journey, but eventually, right, like you figure it out and then you push through and then things eventually come into place. Exactly. And I mean, for me, also working with an experienced partner has been so enriching. Like, it's just, I feel like it makes the complete difference. Um, and that's also something I personally enjoy a lot. And then, I mean, for like, generally on the ecosystem, um, what I love about the, the work here is like so many, you see every day you live with lots of inefficiencies and crazy gaps. And, and like, I don't know, sometimes, you know, when I pay uh, mobile money fees, I'm just like, what the fuck? This is insane. Like, you know, how, how do you pay that on a local transaction? But you end up paying it anyway, every day, because everyone does. Um, so, so that like all these, 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 these things are market opportunities because also like on the other hand, you see this, you see these companies growing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the there is emerging middle class. And and then you see these entrepreneurs trying to figure out how to bridge those gaps with technology. And that I feel like it's a very intellectually invigorating environment because you get to learn a lot about new models. Um, obviously also analyzing what other models are out there, what has worked, what's the history of that sector and, and those segments. And I, I find it extremely rewarding in that regard because you get to learn every day. Yeah, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about being a VC is that especially when um, I would say, even if you're like sector specific or sector agnostic, um, you still get to see different ideas and see what people are building out there. I think like one thing that I'm curious about being based in Uganda, how would you say the Ugandan tech ecosystem is different from the rest of the continent? Or is there even a difference? I mean, like, you know that, I mean, there's a lot more deals happening in Nigeria, Egypt, and Kenya for a reason. It's more mature, there is more happening, and when there is more deals happening and more more activity in general, you see more quality. I think in Uganda, this has yet to develop. the, The local ecosystem is still very small, and a lot of people don't understand how the whole uh, ecosystem works. Of course, there's some champions that that uh, advancing it, and some homegrown um, uh, companies like Safeboda who are also like creating new talents. Um, but it, it still has it has quite some some way to go. I think. I mean, it's going to develop, but it will take its time. Yeah. No. I mean, that makes sense. I think. Just, just looking at the African tech ecosystem right now, what are some exciting things um, you've seen um, over the last couple of years that really gets you excited about, you know, the future of Africa? That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I, I personally think the health, health tech is super exciting. Okay. It's just such a massive massive problem and it's such a massive opportunity um but also in general like financial technology is crazy like because everyone is using mobile money the way things spread is just at a crazy pace and i find that fascinating you know when something has these crazy network effects because i mean in general for me coming from a european environment Africa is so social, you know, everyone has like, even if they're just living and having a normal job, but everyone has like a network of hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. Like in, in the East, I think about Austria, like uh, somebody that has a normal life, maybe has like five close friends and 20 or 15 acquaintances, max. Mm-hmm. But here, social and that's that's super exciting also because i mean it's the whole thing in different dynamics and the way things are being shared and and things like that so for me that is completely fascinating but in in terms of business models and opportunities i have to think about what's the most exciting thing <laughs> it's a very difficult question i mean it seems like you have made a lot of fintech investments um out of your portfolio even though you've mentioned that you know you're looking at fintech and health tech um you know like why was i mean everybody's you know like it's such fintech is such sexy right now on the continent that if me just saying why are you investing in fintech is funny but 
just for the audience, in your perspective, why do you think that there's so much emphasis on like fintech companies right now on the continent? I mean, we have it has massive gaps. If you look at just credit access, it's completely ridiculously low, and it yeah. hampers economies. As you see, the need for growth and the, the demand rising, um, driven by a very young population, a very ambitious population, you see that those kind of bottlenecks, like, I mean, banks are not going to start giving out loans quicker or cheaper. Why would they? So now fintech's coming in and, and, and pressuring that sector is just like creating a new dynamic. And, and I mean, that's the beauty about competition. Um, yeah. But then also on the other hand, like, um, the, the way people can send, like start sending money to, to Kenya, to other countries. I mean, for, for me right now, what I also find exciting is like the, the prospect of the African Free Trade Agreement. Of course, it has a lot of implementation has to be done, um, but that can unlock a lot of regional potential. If, if we look, for example, at Europe, the, the biggest trading partner of Austria is Germany. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you look at Uganda, for example, the biggest trading partner is not Kenya, you know, or somebody nearby where we would expect. Wow. So, I actually have to verify who is the, the biggest trading partner. But overall, <laughs> inter-African trade is at a ridiculous low level yeah. compared to other regions. And I find that it's also a super interesting tech opportunity to see how, how technology can help facilitate more trust, um, easier transactions, uh, and yeah, easier, like in general, logistics and things like that. How, how, how can they facilitate the infrastructure to even the existing infrastructure to be more utilized? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it needs other infrastructural investments, but I think there's definitely a role for tech to play to accelerate that. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm going to ask you this. I think you have worked at a startup and you've also been on the other side as a VC and you've been able to sit on both sides of the tables. And this is a question I get asked very often as well. Um, And it's always like, now that you've seen both sides of, you know, being a VC and being a founder, what would be your advice to a founder, right? Like, what would you tell them as they think about going out and raising money um, for your project or your startup? I mean, you, you just have to think about, is this the right move for my business? And um, if it is, then you go for it. <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. and also like... Uh, I think in terms of fundraising, sometimes also maybe not, maybe if you're very early, maybe sometimes just raising external capital might bring uh, pressure on you that you don't want. So you might want to figure out on how can I kind of move ahead my idea, validate some assumptions before diving into 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 that pressure. Because, I mean, that's a reality. If you take outside capital, somebody's going to expect you to return it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 yeah, I think those are some considerations for very early stage founders uh, when they want to uh, consider raising funds. 
Yeah, and I think I have a similar feedback to a lot of founders. I mean, I get asked very often. Um, I have launched, you know, two tech companies. My first tech company, I really raised to fundraise. Um, and it's because I was fundamentally not just educated, right, about how the fundraising process works, how, like, what gets mm. excited about. Like, I was making money, I had a product, but I didn't just have the right resources and the right network to get me in front of the right people. Um, my second startup, on the other hand, with very minimal traction, right, we were capable of raising because very similar to you, how you said, hey, I was, you know, now I have an experienced partner. It helps. They're educated. They know how to raise money. They know the game. Um, it makes the life a little bit easier. I think for if I was to go out and advise any startup, I would say first analyze your company and make sure that you are ready, right, to be able to receive investment, um, like uh, Agnes mentioned. And understand that as soon as you start getting VC money or any investor money, right? Now you're not just responding to your customers, you're also responding to your investors. Um, and if you're not ready for that, like definitely don't go that route. But it definitely comes to disadvantages, especially if you already have a good product and a good business, and now you're just looking for a way to scale it up. Um, I think the misconception is that a lot of people say, I have an idea, I need funding to build my idea. And that's never the case. Like nobody will fund an idea. There are definitely people that are out there that will do that, um, but they have the right network, right? They have the people that are willing to give them the money, but the average me and you uh, that don't have that kind of network, we still have to walk, build a sustainable company, and then go out and say, I am ready to take this business to the next level and I need some funding to take it to that stage. Well, I guess I always love to end this podcast asking one question. I'm a big believer that, you know, um, we, everyone that is working to make or to help the, towards, or work towards the development of the African continent um, has a dream for Africa. And given the name of this podcast, Live Your African Dream, uh, I always like to ask Agnes, what is your African dream? And this is like North Star Goal, um, really what you have, you hope for the continent and where you hope to see why you're still alive. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I, I really hope to see a lot of prosperity on the continent, uh, sustainable development, happening and and um also kind of like the creation of, of a new and different economy like um i don't think that this excess consumerism necessarily has to go everywhere <laughs> um but yeah i think that i mean in the end uh, i i want to see like a very very developed africa and so every african can live their dream and and build their own um future however they want to and make that a lot easier awesome awesome well i guess it was such a pleasure having you on the podcast today um i enjoyed every single bit of our conversation um you can find Agnes on all social media platforms i believe um and if you're a founder looking for funding uh building a sustainable business in the fintech health tech um, sector Definitely check out First Circle Capital. 
Um, and I wish you all the best. And um, it was so great to have you on the podcast today, Agnes. Thank you, Eunice. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And thanks for having me. Definitely.